going on, Upper East Siders? <laughs> hey, Upper East Siders. Spotted. Spotted. <laughs> you know you love me. XOXO. <laughs> live. Coming to you live. I really do mean it when I say your eyebrows look phenomenal. Get close to the mic, bitch. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Embrace the Basic. I'm Danielle. I'm Kate, not Katie. I'm Emma. But and episode, introducing, a, what's this? Sorry, we're introducing a special guest. <laughs> we have a very special guest today. Don't confuse. Hi, everyone. Us. I'm Katie, not Kate. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. We should have seen that one coming. I yeah. feel bad we made our guest introduce herself. Oh, yeah. You want to try usually- and I'll do it. I'll do it. This is how a sausage is made. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're learning right along with us. So we're not going to make our guests introduce ourselves. We're learning that that is a, that is a faux pas that you don't do when hosting a podcast. So listeners, thank you so much for joining me and Katie, not Kate, dear friend of Danielle and our super producer. Thank you for joining us to say hello to our audience. How was that? Did we do better? Better? Yeah. Um, you didn't list her accomplishments, but I guess it's fine. Oh yeah. Katie, anything you want to plug? Uh, I don't have much going on, guys. Okay. Your <laughs> hair looks podcast. great. So. Yeah. Thank you. Doesn't her, doesn't her hair look really good today? It <laughs> yeah. First thing great. I said to her when I saw her, I was like, your hair looks great. Um, no Serena wave vibes. Thank oh, you I so was, much. Yeah. Um, um, OG listeners will know my story of um, dressing up as Serena and Blair in Chicago during one Halloween. Katie was my Blair. Aww, it was so fun. We united. Was, like, I will never forget that. We did so well. We did. And we kind of like, I'll say, we kind of threw it together. Oh, 100%. Like we the week before. Perfectly. And the thing that pulled it together, I will say, was Max's tie for me. That is true. That mm. really that pulled true. the look together. So Wonderful. kudos to Katie's fiance, Max, for giving me a tie. <laughs> Shout out, Max. If you haven't already figured it out, we are talking about Gossip Girl today. Um, but we have to get some things out of the way before we do that. Um, what are you guys drinking? I am drinking a uh, UFO white beer. Mm-hmm. Katie, what do you got? I'm drinking a UFO Georgia peach beer. Ooh, Ooh. Good. Guys, Katie had me try blueberry beer tonight. It's oh. so good. Blueberry beer is really, I've had it. It's delicious. Oh my it's, God. That sounds like a main thing. It didn't seem like it'd be something that would, should work, but it's so no, good. It's good. I'm so thirsty. I'm just realizing right now I have no drinks in front of me. Do you need to go get some water before we no, go? I think, you know what? I think I can make it. I'm drinking watermelon water, but it's, it's not like watermelon. It's just water. Today, my cousin, uh, made me realize she she brought to my attention that the song watermelon sugar is not about watermelons Emma, about- you needed your cousin to bring that to your attention yeah, you she didn't. just said it she was like i can't believe harry styles wrote this song about eating a girl out and i was like oh she was like what did you think it was about i was like oh, watermelon <laughs> no, you Summertime. Didn't. i really i did not like hear the innuendo at all I literally was like, he's just thinking about watermelon. It's a fun summer treat. Um, anyone have a you need to not or I can't even with? Oh, I, th- I think you know mine. Okay. I think you guys might know what happened. Well, listeners, you don't know what happened. You're gonna right now. Um, like I said, n- there's n- there's no hiding behind the curtain in this. 
like Oz, you, you need to know what happens. Um, we're, we're about to give you guys some nifty gifties. If you enter our giveaway pretty soon, pretty soon. I feel like we can talk about this, right? Yeah. Well, I am. So take it out if you don't want me to. Um, so we got you a nice little, there's going to be a cool treat in there. So I ordered the thing from the place. Do I need to be more specific or no? I no, I just no. That's good. You ordered you ordered an item for the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, got very excited. We all got pretty excited about it. Really building you this um, prize, mm-hmm. and the mail came, and I lifted up the box, and I thought, hmm, this box feels like a box of air. It does not feel <laughs> like there's anything inside. And I thought, boy, that's crazy. Who would mail an empty box? So I got the scissors, cut myself in the process, trying to open the box. I'm fine. Open the box to find da, 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 nothing. It was a literal box of fucking air. I'll post the pictures on Instagram. Nothing. When I saw the picture, I literally was like, did you look in like the whole box? Like everywhere? <laughs> Like I, the picture confused me. I thought there was like another part to the box that you didn't look in or something. And then I looked more closely and I was like, no, there's no hiding this item in that box. No, nope. it was not there. Um, I was ready to call every customer service representative. I was going on a moment. So shout out to Jessica from customer service. Um, yes, she Jessica. got it all solved. She said, oh, you're the second person that's happened to today. And I said, Jessica, <laughs> who's sleeping on the job in fulfillment? Because two empty boxes doesn't look great to me and she was like no it doesn't happen here we think FedEx is stealing from us it's actually an ongoing investigation (laughs) I was like oh okay person at FedEx is targeting just this company though you think that they would go for different packages no I think it's be stealing like it's a great thing yeah don't don't get like an electronic or like I don't know like it's not diamonds right that's uh, for when we reach a thousand followers yes <laughs> we're giving you a tennis bracelet uh, maybe maybe like 100k diamond should yeah. we shout out how many our follower milestone we, that we, we hit a milestone at? today oh yeah we did we hit our, our first um 400 followers on instagram thank you guys so much yay i can't believe we tricked you into following <laughs> us yay you are getting nothing but quality when you when you follow our account yeah you're welcome yeah <laughs> um well that's a good you need to not kate uh emma yeah. do you have one no i have one i can't guys. think of one why i have a you need to not what and it is to none other than rachel hollis oh you just need to not I, just in general if there was ever a person that catch us up to though you gotta catch us up you gotta, I don't know who else to say. Didn't she off. compare herself to Harriet Tubman? Oh, oh she yeah. compared herself to many, to many Emma, um, oh. many greats, and and the 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 audacity that she had, and the the tone in which she approached this controversy is so like incredibly tone deaf. And oh my gosh, can you do the, just was one of those. Can things. you do the um for those of you that don't know? Because oh, I'm sorry, people Rachel might not Collins, know this like motivational speaker and most most notably a um uh uh, what's that called a a self-help author she does a lot of self-help books 
mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Girl, like wash your face. Yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sounds like she needs to take a page from her own book. <laughs> and she has quite a following on social media. And she was on a, I think it was an Instagram live. I didn't watch this, but yeah, it got it was out an Instagram live. Made a comment about having a house cleaner. Mm-hmm. And she got backlash for putting that out there. Well, I'm, she referred to it as like the woman the, that cleans her toilets, not yeah. like yeah. like she, I. Oh, have that a, is so, so disrespectful. So in the, yeah. yeah, in the live stream, she mentioned it. Then she got backlash from people saying like, "I think that's kind of like, you know, um, just it's ha- just disrespectful. Disrespectful to bring up during these times, but particularly disrespectful like showing your privilege so prominently on your platform. Yeah, which I agree with." I'm, I don't think there's a problem with if you have the ability to do this, but you have to be cautious about how you show it, right? Right. So then she got backlash and then she went on another like video and that's when she made the comment about the woman who cleans my toilets and the tone in which mm-hmm. she had approached it was so just gross. It just frankly just- Yeah. Sore. When she and was again, like, it, I don't want to be relatable. I'm striving to be unrelatable. Right. Harriet Tubman wasn't relatable. Yeah. Girl, you what? are not Harriet Tubman. <laughs> I did I not think, know that was the context. Yeah. The thing about the thing about Rachel Hollis is, is that she's the kind of woman that wants to be this um, pushing the boundaries um, in terms of like being being more than just oh I'm a hard worker and I did everything and I earned everything, but is lacking the complete understanding and and frankly the the frustrating position that she came from point of privilege. And that is what people are frustrated with. And she's not getting that. And then she, she sounds like adding on to this and yeah, she just herself to people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Harriet Tubman, people that are just I'm like, you're not in the same game. Sweetheart. She seems to think she's Oprah or something. It yeah. Sounds like. She compared herself to Oprah. And she's like, she, oh. she's just saying like, oh, they, all these women work hard. It's like, yes, sweetheart. All women do. Oprah can be compared. A great leader or a great Oprah. entrepreneur or whatever. Every woman works hard. And the fact that you're just like, singulating yourself out from it's it's, so anyway I I just you need to not Rachel Hollis also like the self-help industry is incredibly uh toxic and it's a predatorial on certain Mm -hmm. women so I have a lot to say about that but anyway that's it yep um bringing us to our last segment what are we binging well, what do you guys katie needs to say hers <gasps> katie i'm so sorry i'm so God, used to that you were there <laughs> i i have a small one and oh. that uh the masters you need to not make me watch the masters all weekend who is that golf that's golf it's right golf. oh i thought golf. you meant golf masters of general. sex just and well, i was like well, that's that a good not even on anymore that was a good show though <laughs> Um, no, the Masters is hella boring. It's so really boring. quiet. Boring. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. That's happening to you. Yeah, I I think it's over now. I think <laughs> that like golf is one of those things. I I I understand like it's maybe a little relaxing and like I can see like why there's appeal to it. But mm-hmm. watching it is like I don't know. I just can't. I'm like I don't actually mind numbingly boring. There's potential. There's there's an industry there. What if you got like a white noise machine, but it was just the the masters the audio mm. of the masters and like that would like, put me to sleep you would be helping fight the insomnia <laughs> crisis that's happening yeah now. okay i'm gonna write this one down yeah let's yeah. let's let's, let's pat let's patent that that's how you okay. make it big yeah <laughs> i don't know why they bother with golf when there's mini golf either <laughs> you know right like the the balls are colorful yeah there's fun little windmills tiny there's usually there's like a pirate head that you have to get it like in his mouth yeah there's always like a soft serve 
somewhere close by. (laughs) When in doubt, I would go to a place probably nine times out of 10 for the snacks. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. 10 times out of 10 for the snacks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Wonderful. Um, what are we binging ladies? I started the crown. Do you like it? Yeah. It's, I feel like I maybe should have watched it before I watched that. Like all the Meghan Markle stuff makes so much more sense now. Like I know it's historical fiction, but like, Oh, that really? Cause shit looked like it was pretty rough back then, and it all. I think they of... made them look good in that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding; they're being generous. Well, they're all yeah. very like. It's like that. Um, what's it called? Like when you take like historical or like actual thing, like you know, it's like you kind of like give them the Hollywood Like they get the yeah. Hollywood story a little bit more yeah. polished and. So that you like the characters, right? Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a TV show. Yeah. Like you want to know, this was so weird. My favorite character has been Winston Churchill. <laughs> okay. I was okay. just going to say, I love John Lithgow, an icon. <laughs> I don't love him as Winston Churchill. Why? And that fat suit is just too stupid. He doesn't have- That's the, why he's shuffling funny. He does not have that gravitas of, he, of Winston Churchill to me. I, I just don't- it, but I need to, because I want to see the Diana- it's episodes. hella boring. I heard my aunt and uncle watch that show and um like you know watch every episode and they got to the Diana season it's like they all just like stare at each other in the living room like <laughs> all the, like just stare or stare out the window for Sometimes just minutes and minutes. Sometimes be really interesting though. Not like, for the whole show. Can... Not for 42 Not for minutes. The, no. Very good. Well, doesn't sound worth it. All right, well I'll let you know when I get to that season. I'm going to miss John Lithgow though. Um I do love John Lithgow. I currently binged the Demi Lovato documentary. I've shared my thoughts previously yeah. with all. Oh, of you. it's a Demi Love. Oh my God. I thought it was a Demi Moore documentary. And I was like, what has she been up to? I was so, I was like, what's wrong? Is it because she was like a child actress, I guess? Like, what Is happened to her? No, it's the Demi Lovato documentary. That makes a lot of devil. A lot more sense that you were confused. <laughs> I was like, they made it. They made it. Why? I was like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? To, what didn't I know? Oh my god. Yeah, but okay, I just finished, I or I finished it the other night, and it was. I mean, I'm a big fan of hers, so it was. I think extra hard to watch because it's it's just just really sad, and and I will I will tell people I'm like it's really like, you know how documentaries sometimes like they have that like kind of like glow about them when they're talking about like really like tough subjects but you're almost like it's kind of like a movie or it's kind of like it doesn't feel fully real this felt real like it felt like I was watching someone and it obviously is real I know this but it it, just the way I took it in was super um dredging and like the the seems like it was a very like sobering like so I I won't give too much away, but obviously, if you know anything about what happened to her, she overdosed in 2018, and it's it goes deep into how that like how, like how it happened, but also like what happened to her during that time. Because I think a lot of times people don't realize with celebrities, like you just read a headline, oh they OD'd, but like her doctor, like her neuro, like her neurology doctor was on, and he talked about like how close she was to death and the things they had to do to to make sure she didn't die and it was just so i don't know it was very, like it was just very raw and it, it, it you had a fun weekend super, yeah um 
it was really it was sobering to watch for sure and it and it, there was bombs dropped i will give out there were bombs dropped and i'm still spiraling from them yeah danielle has a couple working conspiracy theories about <laughs> parts of this um guys there's i don't want to give it away for people don't give away don't give away but, but oh my god it's give away it's <laughs> it's been on my mind spoiler. since it happened and i like I went on an Instagram search. I was seeing who she was following and who she was not following. And I found out some details anyway. Right. I guess what, what you can say is um, she alluded to some things that have happened to her. And um, she alluded to who might've been responsible for said things. And it was too much of a gray area for Danielle. And she had to get to the bottom of it. Um, And it had her in a tough spot. Another thing I will say along with that, that I've been binging and I highly recommend it, is her new album, also called Dancing with the Devil. It's got like a very, um, it's like a 70s vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. really fun to like listen to her kind of go into this different kind of style. And a lot of them are ballads and I'm a, a demi ballad girl. Like, yeah, been binging that and I love it. And the documentary is very good. If you haven't watched it, even if you're not a fan of Demi Lovato, it's actually a really interesting documentary. Well, you know, what's um, not gray is... Boku no Hero Academia. <laughs> Is it about school? My Hero Academia? It's about superhero school, Danielle. Anyway, okay. luckily for me, every anime, every 20 minute episode of every anime is half exposition and also half flashbacks of things that has happened in the beginning of the episode. So there is, it's very clear cut. There is never any doubt in, in anime. Um, that's it. Okay, I'm done. Katie, you binging the Masters? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, I have been binging Gilmore Girls again <gasps> for like the millionth time with uh, my fiance. And it is, how are they? Uh, how are my friends doing? Lori and Lorelai. It's the best. Thing. I've binged it probably like honestly, probably like 10 times. And it, oh yeah, me too. You know, every time. New things. Well, it's, it's like it's that show that I think a lot of people talk about shows like this, but it's like really is the show that ages with you because you start from Rory's perspective and then you go to Lorelai's perspective. I mean, not oh, the mothers, but like I never thought of it that the way. Age difference and like that you're more interested in Lorelai's position and like her career and like trying to like establish herself away from her parents. It's Does that I mean we're gonna. Me, I I find yeah. new things in it every time I watch it. The older I get, are we gonna end as Taylor then? Is that how we end up? <laughs> no, no, we end as Emily. Oh, I would oh. love. Okay, well, Emily's Which hot. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. This time watching it, I think that Emily is. She's my favorite. I think. From a writing perspective, makes a lot more sense. Writing on the show. The end. Love it. Um, okay. Okay. It, it's time. It's time to talk about. America's favorite. My other friends, <laughs> our other our other GG friends, the cool kids at our high school. I gotta go meet them on the steps of the Met. You guys, we're gonna have a yogurt together. <laughs> um, do you need we're to talking go to about- Brooklyn? It'll only take you about ten minutes from uptown. You know oh, no, what? You can walk. That's definitely one of the most unrealistic <laughs> aspects of that show is the lack of traffic, pigeons shitting on you, street they meat consumed, and from point A to point the, B, <laughs> the sheer amount of drinking they did at as oh minors. My God, insane! We're talking about Gossip Girl. If you couldn't figure that out, <laughs> no one um, said a word about the martinis. 
based on the books, which Emma has actually read Read by Cecily Von Von Zeisberg Von von something. I forget. Phew. Um, Adapted for television by Josh Schwartz, who also did the OC. Am I correct? I think so. Yes. He had feels like he had he had two casts on each coast. He was proud of that. Nice. Good for um, him. And you can tell. We're going to do a Wisconsin one next. <laughs> Y'all wear the cheese hats. Fago. Um, <laughs> the high school years. It's really cold out here. Um, <laughs> My cow won't start. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Gossip Girl. Um, adapted for television by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, I think, um, who worked in the OC. Um, I could be wrong about all those names. Don't at me. Um, and I guess how would it's a show about Manhattan's private school elite and um elite. all their Manhattan's elite. Um, it's, no, it's yeah, it's a it's it's a high school teenager show. It's about kids in high school. That's how it starts, at least. Um, they're twenty five year old, fifteen year olds. <laughs> yep, everyone in the show looks twenty five at least. The parents somehow look younger to me <laughs> than some of the students. It's true. Like, I would love to know how old Rufus Humphrey was playing Dan Humphrey's father. Like, I'm pretty sure the they were 10 years apart. Yeah. Like, they go to these um, private schools and they're, yeah. uh, they're very None of them are likable. In no. social components of their parents in, mm-hmm. in New York City. And they have this, um, they have a, a, a blog, a, a website that they all are like attached to called Gossip Girl. And basically, this is a a tell-all site stalker that, that yeah they get, yeah. They get input. Um, Gossip Girl, this this entity gets input, and they they basically blast secrets around about these teenagers and that yeah. go to school, and it, it gets very um, convoluted about who's doing it. For yeah, it becomes a D plot, you know. Like who's Gossip Girl? Mm-hmm. And the, the writers don't know until the second half of the last season. They definitely they had, just picked they the really name out of a hat. fucking phoned that one in. Um, yeah, but I guess the first season picks up with um, the alluring and elusive Serena Vanderwoodson. Um, yes, Tall Drink of Water, played by the um, stunning Blake Lively, and she's returning to New York City after a scandal, which they get to, but like scandal compounded with scandal, it's a lot. They're constantly existing within these two different types of storytelling in the show. There's the big like zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom very out, much. zoom in, and. Um, which I think is what made it for me at least addicting because it's like I didn't really care about Serena's like uh, drug scandal versus like her ongoing relationship with Blair or or Dan mm-hmm. or even Nate you know uh, so Serena it. Serena dipped because she had a scandal right she's back in town because something with her brother and she didn't say goodbye to her best friend who is now her best friend in me Blair Waldorf and she was is what you would call like what the high school she's the queen she's the queen see yeah she's the head bitch in charge head blair in charge head blair in charge, in charge. <laughs> the shoe that was guys. amazing thank you wow i feel hot right use that now. in my recap uh so then we also have her you know what would you call it stereotypical jock boyfriend lacrosse bro boy neat um yeah, he's just a pile me. of handsome rocks 
Mm-hmm. He's he's what he's wearing what a wig. Everyone <laughs> so dumb. With. Like it's yeah. like who's like she's supposed to be with. Yeah, it Blair. makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. And then he can um, barely string a sentence together. And all he knew how to do was straighten just oh, this part no. of his hair, like Pete once, oh, circa two thousand what, two thousand twelve ish. I don't know when did this show come out. Well, year was I was still in high school. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I was in high school watching that and being like, I got a really. My up mom my and game. I watched it every weekend. We were obsessed. Um, and then Nate, then we have um his, you know, the villain, which is Charles Bass, Chuck oh, Bass. Who, the love of my life. I, I would just so, can I interject in the books, Chuck has a pinky ring and a pet monkey, and everyone thinks he's gay, and he is literally just like an outside character that has like one line per book. I remember you telling me this and being mm-hmm. like, he only had that. That's crazy because he's a huge he's part sh- of the. They series. make him a huge. I wonder if because his maybe that his like actor the character just got like people liked him so much that they just wrote him more and more. I just that's true because he is very like fringe. <laughs> what Sorry, was that? I don't see how anyone could like him in season one. The he hair alone. The hair alone. The scarf. Um, also the scarf like, was book uh, uh, accurate. Accurate. Oh, he, he was a scarf wearer. In he the book liked as well. his scarves. Um, I have a question. Are we going to get into the problematic Chuck Bass culture later? Save that. Oof, that is a whole can of. Adra- well, you know what? Not just Chuck. A lot of these characters were problematic. Mm-hmm. Very yes. much. That's true. Let's let's introduce everyone and then we'll talk about all their problems. Um, so we so after Bass, we have Chuck the villain, womanizer, he's um, this lecherous kind of overly styled um, child with a drinking Rapist. problem. <laughs> yeah, call a spade a spade. Um, uh, and then you have um, the outsider, the lonely boy. Oh, lonely boy. For me, the real villain. <laughs> Honestly. Damn. Um, I guess Brooklyn. it turns out if you ignore people, they're going to turn into a serial killer and get their own show. Mm-hmm. I, I, played by Penn Badgley, um, <laughs> who really like it, it was rough. He, so he's like on scholarship from Brooklyn, and like you said, he gets from Brooklyn to down in Manhattan in in one second flat. He also, walks would, basically there. Right. Do you remember in the pilot, Chuck? And they are taking the bus. Yeah, they all take the same bus. What are they doing? Well, it's faster than taking a car sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. it's loaded. It again. It's You're right. It was one. an oversight. Yeah, I don't sure. know what that was. That was just plot device. It, that was like when they had writers. They're like, oh, we're writing about teenagers who live in oh, bus. Take the bus. How do we get them all in the same area to introduce them? Just put them on the bus for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's before they, they introduced limos as a no- normal way of transportation for Chuck. <laughs> Very normal. Um, oh, and then we have, limos. We have um, Dan Humphrey's little sister. Little Jay. Little Jay. Jenny <sighs> Humphrey. My, the most annoying character. Very of- annoying. God, how many times did you want to give Jenny Humphrey a fucking wedgie? And just Not. Like- okay. When she got like really punk and wore all that eye makeup, I was obsessed with her. I started wearing heavy eye makeup and I dared my hair like really blonde and I loved her outfits. I'm sorry. Before that, but then once she got really punk, I was, I was out. You were the opposite. Yeah. Well, I did not miss her when she left. Yeah. Jenny's arc is one of the most interesting things about the show. Like the, the places the girl goes. Pretty impressive. for its own show. But I will say this. I did not want to punch Jenny 
as much as I wanted to punch Vanessa. Oh, oh, Vanessa! They did Vanessa dirty. Worst characters in TV history. I do not blame the actress. I want to make that a. I want to make that so clear. The actress, Bobo Vanessa Hudgens, not her fault. It is in completely this character. This Um, character, it would be. I if it was on paper alone, I'd be frustrated with her. In the book, I just like to say this was the other character that was complete. So in the book, she has a shaved head. She is like goth basically and wears all black and she's a filmmaker. Like she does like dot like avant-garde type film. Do do her and Nate still hook up in the book? No, no, they no. Oh my god. They I don't even think they meet in the book. But she does, I think, have a crush on Dan mm-hmm. you know, for some reason. So Dan is just as annoying in the book. Bad track. Dan. <laughs> um uh would how would you describe so Vanessa is Dan's childhood is she childhood friend? Yeah. 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 Moves away, comes back. He professed his undying love before she left and now she's back and she's like, hey, but now he's like trying to pork blondie. She is so. wearing the most disgusting outfits oh. I've ever seen oh. in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. It's like- are bad. There was Hippie. some questionable fashion not- on Gossip Girl anyway, but Vanessa mm-hmm. was always awful. Her accessories, she would wear oh. like 18 necklaces at once. Oh, yeah. And not in like a cute no, no, no. way. <laughs> in a way where you're like concerned. You're like, are you living out of your car? I just, Why it's like the is like, I know, what, I know what a hippie is. I got this. And they're yeah. like, well, are you sure? Because we're seeing what you're coming up with. And maybe you, you just want to Google hippie. And no, 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 no. Do you guys remember that trend with the feathers in the hair? Yeah. Like oh, like that fe- was Vanessa. Vanessa wore a lot of those. Yeah. And oh, then like those Capri leggings with flip-flops. They made the most beautiful girl look just so ugly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and we can't forget, we can't forget little Eric. The most, oh, the most like ugh. he was the sweetest. He deserved more. Poor Eric. In my opinion. Yeah. You know what? I think actually it was best that he got as much airtime as he did mm-hmm. for his sake yeah you know um, are we gonna talk about the dumb parents listeners, eric is serena's younger brother yeah and jenny in is dan's younger sister book and again we bring up Lucas oh sorry go ahead lily because they had yeah but i got so sick of them they got annoying the will they won't they the will they, for yeah. me it was, it was like, like they had their own show going on lily and rope yeah i would have watched their spinoff they tried to they tried to do one in set in the 80s where lily was oh a, yeah like a teenager I remember this. and then people were just like no no one wants this <laughs> she was played by britney <laughs> snow right and Kristen ritter was in it i didn't Wait, know i don't remember that, that episode of the yeah. show yeah yeah i hated it i was like where are my friends who are these people oh so it Ugh. wasn't like a, a true spin-off it was just like a episode they were going to do a spinoff from they were like testing the waters i think with that episode and then they're like we're gonna do a spinoff you're welcome and everyone's like we don't want this you already tried to remake 90210 and we hated it yeah yeah um Um, but yeah so that's our cast of characters they're all very loaded except for dan but like also they're probably loaded they're loaded that's the first thing his loft is that the humphreys are are played to be like poverty and, and yeah. compared to like chuck bass sure like i guess comparing it they have significantly they're in different money. tax brackets sure but, like we'll give you that. rufus humphrey owns a loft in brooklyn uh post-gentrification the most 
beautiful loft with the most beautiful velvet furniture mm-hmm. and exposed brick and I've natural ever seen. light like <laughs> he was also like i mean he was a, a former celebrity he was a former musician who was apparently world tours and i'm like you know you have money like the mom is a successful gallery owner so and she i'm sure pays child support it it just i'm not and dan was acting like he literally was eating out of dumpsters he was like oh i walk 20 miles in no shoes in this tin can of spaghettios Rufus made delicious breakfasts for them every day and so they were waffles. Ungrateful <laughs> yeah. little bitches. I, I would get so mad every time he made waffles. Yeah, I was like, oh Rufus, I'll eat your waffle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you said though, they are the poor ones, but they're not poor. But <laughs> but his else- father makes a living from owning the art gallery. Like an like uh- No, he oh wait, I thought that the mom owned the art gallery. No, she the was the dad artist. Owns- the dad oh. owns the gallery. The mom's the artist. Who sells paintings? As an artist, I can tell you how unrealistic this is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, um, not buying that. And then, yeah, of course, though. But then we have the rest of these kids are, are children to the the literal 1%. It's the people yeah. that own fashion designer, fashion industries, how did buildings. How get her money? Millie's yeah, old money. money. Her, parents, her parents had money and she married yeah. Money. Remember the rich grandma who like holds it over everybody's CC. head? Oh. I love Cece. What yeah. a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Obsessed with that grandmother. <laughs> uh, she just whirls into town one day and is like, I'm dying of cancer. Let's go to the Studio 54 party. <laughs> just, just like, just, I love that woman. I'm going to leave all my money to this con artist. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. That was oh quite God. possibly one of the most frustrating story that arcs. Story, that was one that I could not wrap my head around. Yeah. Her, her cancer story. Ivy. Ivy. The oh, like oh, cousin. Ivy slash whatever the cousin's name I, is. Yeah. We're getting into Ivy. We, with Charlie. We don't even I don't think we can. Ivy's not addressed in any of the episodes we're going to be covering tonight, but... That was a whole. She left a mark. She left yeah. a mark. But I oh, guess... can we just really another quick character that came about later that was more prominent, Georgina. Oh Which yeah, we get into because she's prominent in one of the episodes. Okay, great. Okay, um, I guess so. Do you want me to talk about um, one of my favorite episodes? Yeah, let's season. Just go yeah, we're all going to talk order. about our our favorite episodes now. Um. And uh, there were some, there was a lot of overlap because like the ones that you guys chose are really good ones. um, So I decided to go season one um, and I rewatched the episode Victor Victrola. Um, You'll remember it as the episode where a 16 year old invests in a burlesque club with his father's money. (laughs) Um, Chuck Bass is a child of abuse. Yeah, I think that that's very important to note, and that colors a lot of his decisions. Oh, um, um, he has he has extensive traumas, and we'll get into it in Katie's episode because it really shows how neglected he was as a kid in terms of like, yeah, de- development and like love. <laughs> um, that like age old, not fact- hugged enough as a kid. Though yeah. that his dad and anyone would let this child buy a burlesque club is it, it in is, the middle if, of a school day, no less. Like he's just there. 
it it's oh i just have a lot of and then okay wait keep going with the episode and we'll we're gonna do more of it so basically this episode everyone's trying to fuck um dan and serena finally realize that they're like very into each other and they're like oh my god where are we gonna bone um can't do it at your house because your dad's always home because like apparently he doesn't work but up keeps the rent in this loft and then they're like you can't do it in my house i don't know why um it's not like serena has like a fucking black card or anything and she couldn't just go put any hotel room in the city on it but whatever they're trying to figure out how to bone and um nate and blair are still dating at this point and they're about to do that weird child bride like arranged marriage between the two of them um and nate's um money laundering father um is trying to get into business with blair's very wealthy fashion designer mother um so nate's dad um in the middle of all this money laundering that nobody knows about um, decides he's going to pick up a little bit of that booger sugar and start a fucking doing drugs and just, <laughs> just, you know, as the one percenters the do those clams. Yeah. Just a little dabbling. Go back cooking. to the yuppie days. Yeah. Throwback. So, um, he's doing drugs. Nate's like, dad, why are you, please stop doing drugs. And <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding you. At one point, the dad says to him, I'm the dad and you're the kid. And then they get to this, like, exchange of fisticuffs on the sidewalk outside the fucking doorman. And Nate, Ratchet. like, hands him a 20. Yeah. <laughs> Nate hands him a 20. He's like, you didn't see anything. But then Blair saw it. And then Blair's like, oh, got her panties in a twist because um, she just found out that Nate, her current almost fiance at 16, um, professed his undying love for her best friend Serena at the party before. So she's, like, oh, in a tizzy. And then everyone's like still expected to go to this like burlesque club opening that their friend bought because everybody finished their geometry homework and they decided they can go <laughs> fucking take their underpants off i don't fucking know what happens with these things <laughs> so uh they you know blair and nate are done or what i forget how they fucking break up you go watch episode yourselves hbo max my password is <clears throat> <laughs> um actually though emma if you do want my password i'll give it to you oh thank um, you Kate. <laughs> so um Blair, for whatever reason, tells Nate, deal with your dad. I'm going to the burlesque club to blow off some steam. Um, so she goes to the burlesque club and she's hanging out with Chuck. And then she's like, you know what? I'm actually pretty sexy and I'm sexier than these girls up here. So I'm just going to go up on stage and I'm just going to do it. And she's she wearing goes, the most beautiful silk slip beneath seriously, her Seriously, that's clothes. my favorite part. But yes. she wasn't planning on doing this today. They just, she just was happened to she wear just, this perfect this outfit for very burlesque. expensive negligee yeah, yeah. exactly she just know, had it you never know when you're gonna have ne- to do it impromptu yeah. new york Swifties. baby yeah <laughs> do it on the subway to get a better concrete seat. jungle where dreams are made of eleanor eleanor taught her well always be ready totally. for anything always moment. be ready um so she gets up does her little strip tease and then my favorite line from the movie a uh, movie it felt like a movie um <laughs> my favorite line from the episode is when this drag queen comes up to um chuck who's like really clocking this dance like he is watching her she is and, the boniest dancer i've yeah. ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah and she's like i got moves and she's like judging her little does not have moves. Like, you do not have moves no you are very small um and so this drag queen comes up to Chuck and he goes, who's that girl? Just like that. And Chuck goes, I have no idea. And then you know, oh, wow. like, you know that. shit's going down. So um, I think Blair's the beginning of the hurt. end. Yes. But I chose this episode because of the unrealistic aspect of the burlesque club. Um, the drug addict dad. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the drug addict dads, honestly. 
but I really like it because it's the moment where like I feel like Blair sheds this like image and she gets up there and she's like taking she's like reclaiming her like femininity she like she, and then she goes and fucks Chuck in the limo and I just thought that, that was like really hot as a teenager she's I was like, like hold my headband yeah that was her first time right yes oh I her. got that and my last question for you guys um he deflowers her in the limo correct um how much do you think they pay that limo driver? Because I'm going to tell you, it's not enough. This Ooh. dude fucks in his limo like it's his goddamn job. I would honestly be concerned for my well-being, like, legally. Like, yeah. there's child pornography happening in my limo that yeah. would just really, cons- it's just, cons- I would, like, be calling parents. I would yeah. be calling police. Is there I a would union? Be like, like, these kids I- need to be in school. They're truants. Like- like, you know don't you think though that isn't the first time that's happened oh it it can't be there's no way oh no with chuck he's i mean with, no definitely not yeah no he's fucking in that back seat every every day um so yeah Poor that driver. was why i chose that episode um also the very beautiful beaded negligee because i was just like I'm going to have lingerie hot. like yeah. that when I'm older. <laughs> what? Um, oh, I wow. really, really not like tangent exactly, but I forgot to tell you, I forgot my favorite character. I cannot believe I've been so remiss. My absolute favorite character in Gossip Girl, Dorota. Oh, oh fuck. we didn't say Dorota. She is my hero. She's my queen. I love you, Dorota. It's I love Dorota her. is um, Blair's housekeeper, Nanny. Yes, Nanny and mother and everything yeah i don't know if she's russian or ukrainian but she just her faces alone i mean dorota was a treasure actress by the way she does not have that dialect in real life that's really she's just incredible yeah she really really nice i always i always appreciated that that like was you know blair is one of those characters that like to um the help Blair was hard to humanize and that Dorota really helped humanize Blair. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she really did. Like you, you believed that she respected Dorota and like looks for her, her value and opinion in many things. And I, and especially as the series goes on and Mm -hmm. like everything that happens to Blair and like all the spaces she goes to in life and Dorota's always there through some really big tragedies as well. Uh, It's a really, really nice relationship. Um, The ducks. They do always go feed the ducks. Feed the ducks. Yeah, oh, yes, that was very mm. cute. Um, you, I agree in that it, it's really hard to humanize Blair in season one. Like you really don't like her, but then well, there are like we were talking about is remember how her mother was almost like, a, like a dragon lady. They like painted Eleanor to be like the most like evil person in season one, and then in yeah. season two they were like we gotta soften her up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In season two they were like forget all of that. Eleanor's a good mom. We no, in season her. two they were like here is what's his name from princess bride and clueless wallace sean <laughs> this is get this this is her saving the cat we fixed her yeah we got her wallace sean you're oh, yeah. welcome everyone that's the thing about this show is like even like like they they didn't skimp on storytelling with the adults either like eleanor's divorce mm-hmm. having like a husband leave her for another man and like that this is how it ended it's like a very like what an, what another show wouldn't do mm-hmm. you know what i mean dorota had a love affair with the doorman. Oh yeah, right. and they had a baby. Mm-hmm. I was so happy for her. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so um, All right, um, great episode though, Kate. Oh, good, great good choice. Thank you. I was having a hard time picking, but favorite, it's a good one. Favorite? Did you say your favorite fashion? 
Um, it, from that episode, it's it's got to be the negligee. Like, it's just so stylish. Oh. And, like, the stockings with the chunky black um, peep-toe pumps, like, so bizarre, but so cool. Um, but all in all, I think you might talk about this episode, but the bathing suits, when they go to the Hamptons, all of Blair's bathing suits are so adorable. I Amazing. can't even get over it. This is not. I, I want to call it the white party, but it's not the white party. Um, it's summer kind of wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I uh, picked... It's probably in my top like three favorite episodes of the entire show, mm-hmm. but it is season two, episode one, Summer Kind of Wonderful, or otherwise known as the White Party episode. Yeah. A lot of stuff went down at the end of season one mm-hmm. with relationships. Um, basically, uh, Serena and Dan officially are broken up. They're separated for the summer. Same with uh, Chuck and Blair. They were supposed to go to Europe together. But oh, yeah, we find out that Chuck uh, ghosted her mm-hmm. for Europe. So Blair went off to Europe and had her uh, holiday in the sun under the Tuscan sun moment, moment. Blair and Chuck. Went- so basically, yeah, we pick up at the end of summer and Serena's like lonely girl at the beach longing for Dan Humphrey to come and rescue her basically because she like keeps, that like, girl would ever be lonely a day in her life I know right um like, well she keeps getting offers from all the men in the lifeguards which is like no I'm just not interested because she's secretly waiting for Dan mm-hmm. um meanwhile Nate Nate Archibald is having is displaying his mommy issues so prominently by having an affair oh my god with a married woman and Nate's we find mom. out that she was paying him <laughs> later down the line. I forgot about that. Nate's part. mom was a walking Vicodin. That yeah. woman yeah, no, was 100%. the most. Her eyes were the widest I've ever seen in a human. I <laughs> just <laughs> oh. was remembering her. What a wasp, man, um, if there ever were one. But things get shaken up when Blair comes to the Hamptons for the last week of summer. She returns from Europe and they have this very dramatic reunion at the bus stop. <laughs> it's like. So she's back and um, she's disappointed in Serena because Serena hasn't like had a hoe summer. But it turns what out that new? Lonely Boy was having a hoe summer during his internship with a very prestigious uh, preppy writer that he's like obsessed with. Just like another white sad boy. Yeah. Um, they stick together. So uh, anyway, uh, all of this is going on in the Hamptons and basically it's a ongoing of what's going to happen at this white party hosted so prominently by vitamin water clearly vitamin water was a sponsor for this episode vitamin water the vitamin water Um, back i believe they call that blatant product placement (laughs) product placement if you will um and so basically it's all going to come to a head at this white party because um it turns out that blair has brought home a boy from europe james and he goes to georgetown allegedly uh mm. and chuck is on like the hunt mystery hunt now because he says oh this james kid isn't isn't who you think he is and we're all like what does that mean and he's like well he said he went to princeton not georgetown i caught him and he like has a private investigator investigate this guy mm-hmm. and you have a lot of things at your disposal when you're that rich private investigator yep. you just snap your little manicured fingers you got it yeah. And meanwhile, um, little Jay, Denny Humphrey, has started her internship back in the city with this fashion company and is working with this pretty, like, horrendous woman named Laurel, who is just, frankly, really, like, immature as an adult. And anyway, Jenny wants to get a little revenge for Laurel. So she ends up going to the Hamptons, too, 
and Eric gets her to this party. So anyway, the white party, cons- uh, you know, uh, the white party starts and Miss Serena Vanderwoodson comes in looking like an actual fucking goddess. Mm-hmm. She really does. It's, it's the most beautiful I've ever seen a human. Correct me if I'm wrong. The hair, the boobs. She <laughs> the boobs. She the- had those girls out. She was like, she was proud. what she was flavor proud. do you want? Vitamin water. <laughs> um, Was this party hosted by P. Diddy? Am I remembering that correctly? That's how it is. Well, he in, like, was famous for the white parties. Yeah. So right, like they but we're playing on his actual white party that he does every year. Yeah, I I thought I can't remember if like he was in this episode, but like I know it there were a lot of amazing if he was. Yeah, there were yeah, a lot of cameos. <laughs> That's a big get. That was they, they couldn't get the budget. Couldn't Season get two, they didn't have the budget they have. They, they, had they didn't have Puff Daddy money. Um, obviously, all these characters are like having a little bit of a, a go around with each other. Nate's having conflicting feelings about being with this older woman who's married. Serena's clearly lonely, missing Dan, but like won't admit it. Chuck and Blair have the most sexual tension out of any oh two God. human beings I've ever seen in my life. And they just keep yeah. staring at each other. And as a hormonal teenager, I literally thought it was going to explode. <laughs> seriously. And and Blair's like uh toying around this James guy, and she's clearly being, you know, using him to to make Chuck go crazy mm-hmm. and um, things get even wilder when when Dan Humphrey joins the party. He comes to the Hampton that runs into fucking Cece of all people, where she's had like a turn of heart and she's like, I'm going to help you. And it's a very like Kathy Bates moment in Titanic with Leo, where she like dresses him up in how all right, answer me this, guys. How does Cece, Serena's grandmother, have a fully tailored suit perfectly that fits Dan in her closet in the Hamptons? Someone answer it to me. It was, I don't know. She has a boy lover that is just the same size. It just, it's just oh, I think movie magic was that it's it was her dead husband. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was her dead husband. So well. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. So um so the white party, we're back at the white party and Jenny is now there and she sees this uh nasty woman she works with, Laurel, and kind of hands her ass to her because her good friend Eric kind of hooked her up and like made her uh, talk to some important people Me, uh, while they're at the mixology bar for the vitamin water there is literally a person doing mixology with vitamin water in this episode <laughs> thought that was interesting um, i can do that you don't need right? a mixologist for that um and then things get even more wild when uh again nate is feeling a little sad because he sees his, his lover with her husband and his mother lover to, <laughs> his mother lover and he wants to make her jealous so serena starts to kiss him in front of everyone and you know as a good friend would you know to make someone jealous oh, i'm just trying to help I out i can't think of how many times i've had to do that i get it <laughs> and then of course in the middle as they break away giggling friends aha we made her so jealous how do you feel so good we see dan humphrey right who literally shits the white suit and it's just like and, womp, he's, like, and he's looking real sad and lonely um and he and he goes off on her and it's like how am i supposed to you know trust you with all of this like it's always the same thing it's like, it's like same thing different story like like same story different um verse or whatever. like you know, some high key like slut shame Dan's little hoe, Summer, came up to bite him in the ass because the two girls he was hooking up with at that book signing showed up at this white party and they dump their vitamin waters all over him. All, all over the dead husband's suit. suit. Oh and then you think it, you think that's the craziest part of the episode. No, no, no. 
we are now back to Blair and James, that boy from Europe that that whispered her away. I have to stop you. Boy, this man is 35 <laughs> years old. definitely 30. <laughs> Playing and sh- playing a seventeen-year-old's love interest. I just want that on the so, record. So you know, you think so. He he starts going off, and so James, this this guy, is saying, "I'm not who you think I am," and you think he's going to say he's a grown man because he actually is. No, no, he, he a, a man who has been speaking with a American dialect the entire episode soon turns to a British dialect and says, "I am British and I am a prince," which. Bad British accent in this. He, he can't really be British, is he? I don't. I doubt it. So. But uh, like, and of course Blair, like you know, eyes her her eyebrows kind of get yeah, excited looking, and she's like, I can work with this. Um, her eyebrows get Chuck, excited. Of course, Chuck has his private eye on the phone at the same time. The private eye reveals at the same exact moment, and Chuck just looks so pissed, so angry. What did he reveal? The the, the what? What did he reveal? That he's the Lord? That he's the Lord. Yeah. The, you know, this, this obviously very well-to-do person who's, who's lied about himself because he wanted to have a, uh, he wanted to have a Aladdin or not a, um, a Prince Charming moment from Cinderella. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you find out in this episode that mother lover is his actual this mother lover? Sa- this is not the same mother lover. It's a different mother lover. There's I, a, I thought the same thing. There's a Hampton's okay. mother lover and then there's the Prince mother lover. Oh, okay, yes, yes, Nate yes, yes. has two mommy issues. Two mother lovers. <laughs> oh, you know, you'd think that once that storyline, you know, become a little bit old, old hat, but no, because we're gonna get into it in my episode. That's yes, right. That's are. why I'm getting a mix yes, up. We okay. Are. Um. So yeah. Um. That that obviously makes Chuck and Blair very um like clearly there's still like this like gap between them, and then we get one of the most. My iconic moments in all of Gossip Girl. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. We have Blair waiting outside the party. She's getting ready to go with with um what's his real name? Not James. Is it his name? Marcus. 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 Yeah. Um formerly known as James, now Marcus. She is now waiting <laughs> the outside of the James. white party. Wait, wait, I thought Marcus was the other king, uh, the other prince. That no, that's she... Louis. You're right. You're right. Um, too many princes. <laughs> One time, two princes. They are dying. But um, yeah, one of the most iconic moments in Gossip Girl history. Blair is waiting outside the white party, looking really great. By the way, she looks so fantastic and so skinny. And um, she's waiting outside for formerly James, now Marcus, Lord of Britain, to come with the car. But Mister Chuck Bass comes strolling along looking very almost desperate and basically they just have like longing looks at one another and they're they're clearly still so much tension and he basically says to her you know this isn't don't go like don't go with him like it's it's me you want and she gives him an ultimatum basically saying like say three words (laughs) Eight letters. It's okay, Kate. I don't have to cry. Say it, and I'm yours. This this storyline lasts. This is an ongoing. They milk that time, but it's the first time it's spoken on the show. And they say it when they get. uh, I don't want no spoilers there. Um, Um, But it is. It is a very uh, prominent moment, and of 
course, Chuck looks at her and again, with such desperation, you can see how much he wants to say it, but cannot. And it's clearly showing his very deep issues with, with the word love. And so he can't say it. And she says, I, that's all I needed. And then she gets in the car with Mark and she drives away. He's so sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And then Um, the episode concludes, um, Jan and Serena had uh, made up at one point and she was like cleaning off him and she's like I'll meet you at the beach and of course again looking like a freaking actual goddess comes strolling along to this beautifully uh, nicely placed um, bonfire that that lonely boy has set up and of course they have this wonderfully romantic deep look and they kiss on the beach that's how it ends. Chuck oh. wears in the entire I'm just very upset by everyone at the white. Even Dan looks really good at the white party and everyone looks like <laughs> goddesses. And then Nate strolls in in a t-shirt and like an H&M cardigan and Vin Diesel white jeans. I'm like, I, I got to check. Everyone okay. else is putting effort in and you're, you're just, you know, your, your wits aren't going to help you at all. So you need to really step up your fashion game. <laughs> You don't have your brain to rely on, man. <laughs> what is he? Uh, uh, Tin Man? Scarecrow? Scarecrow. Yeah, I hate his stupid haircut. Anyway. It's just this is so bad. It's really it's, bad. It's bad. Nate is wearing That's white Nate. Converse. He's wearing, he looks oh, like Vin his Diesel white at Converse the end of on. Fast and Furious when he gets married. <laughs> he looks like Mr. Queen. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He was bald. Someone made a sim of... <laughs> Nate wearing the white outfit. Oh from- my god! Like <laughs> fuck. Oh my god. Oh, the, the sim actually looks more fashionable to me. Look than at them. Nate. Look at them. Love no. it. Oh my god. That is haunting. That is how I need haunting to look. I don't know the dark web. Right. Like, why do I have a full time job? I should just be making sims of the gossip girls. <laughs> hey, babes. Danielle here. So this episode ended up being pretty long, which means we have to split it into two. We just have so much to say about Gossip Girl. Um, But the next episode will be up very soon after this one, uh, probably in the next couple of days. And uh, if you don't mind, definitely go check that one out as well, because we talk a whole lot more about two more episodes and just some classic Gossip Girl moments. Um, And we have a lot more to say. So make sure you check out part two. Uh, And thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We have been appreciating all the love and support you give us. If you haven't already, please, please go and give us a rating and review on iTunes. That really helps us out. And we love hearing from you all and seeing what you like about the show and what we can continue to do more of. If you haven't already, go give us a follow on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. And there we post all about our upcoming episodes. We do sneak peeks. And we're going to be doing some giveaways. So if you like free stuff. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, thank you guys so much for your support and love that you give us. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Live. Coming to you live. I really do mean it when I say your eyebrows look phenomenal. Get close to the mic, bitch.